Kisho Wazani and welcome to episode 5 of Goko Have I Been Scammed brought to you by Times Live. On this platform, we discuss, share wisdom and raise awareness on all things traditional African spirituality. My name is Goko Zipotolamo and I am your host. Allow me to introduce the topic at hand, which is a slight continuation from episode four, where we spoke about how one would know that they are implicated by Ingulo, Yesindu, or the calling. Today, we will be talking about finding out that you have a calling to be a Sangoma through dreams, intuitions, or however the gift presents itself. This often requires a very specific set of actions, often requiring someone to attend some kind of formalized initiation school. However, sometimes life circumstances provide as a hindrance and one is unable to actualize this path of becoming a Sangom. Sometimes it is due to a range of topics or issues such as familial support or even the lack of funding to see Indwaso to its completion. Some simply start the process and are mistreated and traumatized by Okobela or their shamans and are just unwilling to pursue the avenue further. Whatever their reasons may be, it is not for us as Ing Zangoma, fellow listeners and fellow healers to judge or quantify the validity of their reasoning. Nonetheless, once you decide not to go into initiation school, there are a range of implications that follow. Sometimes you need to take extra steps like like going back to your family and asking physically your ancestors to give you a little bit of time. Maybe you have some things to complete. Nonetheless, Ildozi does not stop and the symptoms associated with Ingolo Yesintu do not stop just because you have taken the decision not to undergo initiation. Some people choose to undergo these journeys on themselves. Um, some choose to undergo what is known as self-initiation, which can sometimes be a very contentious matter within the realm of African spirituality. Nonetheless, we are going to use this segment to unpack this range of topics, your range of options, and what you can and cannot do as a person who chooses not to undergo initiation. Okay. Let's get into it. Joining me today are tarot reader, holistic wellness advocate, and spiritual healer, Zenande Boy. Her practices incorporate lifestyle habits that contribute to healing and aligning the body by establishing solid connections with the spiritual realm. Thank you so much for joining me in conversation today. So I want us to take it from the top, right? Because the general assumption here is that, or the beginning point is that you, you find out that you are implicated by Ingulo, but you are unable to actualize. Can you tell us briefly how you learned of your calling? How did you find out? And thank you so much uh, for this opportunity. So I think maybe let me start by saying, in hindsight, now that I actually look back, Ingulo has always sort of, implicated Ubumba, um, you know, with the way it would manifest itself 
dreams and you know just the way in which um, I saw it unfold within my family as well but you know as Mdana growing up you don't really understand these things but I think the most prominent prominent outstanding events for me started when uh, in 2019 I can say so it would happen such that you know these dreams would manifest themselves there would be incidents isolated incidents in waking life where i would be interacting with people and suddenly you know i i could see visually with my naked eye um, a sort of aura about a person um, and these are instances at the time that i'm not understanding i'm not grappling with because i i am not familiar with what is happening with the background that I have of Okulela Etawen or growing up in the church, so to speak. So when these events started to sort of manifest themselves, um, I then consulted with my mother and told her what was it. I started explaining to her what was happening and telling her, no, listen, I'm having dreams and they are coming to fruition and, you know, I can hear people speak in my, in my mind and, and so on and so forth. And she said, you know, for me personally, this is kind of out of my reach and out of my range, but I know someone you could uh, sort of consult with. So we ended up um, um, sort of consulting with a traditional healer. And that's when everything pretty much started to unfold itself, where I found out that I am someone who is indeed uh, spiritually inclined and gifted. And this is something that I'm going to have to start taking seriously, as it is a responsibility that is required by the ancestors of me to sort of make, to sort of try and make it happen that I do what is required of me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so once you've found out, right, um, you've gone to this person, um, you now know that this is something, or, or rather this is the next set of actions. What, what did you do next? So, okay, once I had decided that, okay, no, now this is something that is actually happening, it's real. Um, it, it was happening during the time of COVID. So, you know, the thing of literally stepping out of your house was virtually impossible. So I had had to start finding ways for myself where I could, you know, may come to terms with this thing. And I literally, all I did was go on onto the internet and I bought myself um, a deck of tarot cards. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is an outlet that I can use to sort of at least contain the situation, so to speak, until further notice at least. And I guess that's when um, the story of becoming a tarot reader came about because once I had started exploring the avenue of decks and uh, cartography and um, reading cards, that's when I started to realize, no, this is actually something that is real. This is something that my intuition and my ancestors approve very much of. And so I need to start taking it seriously. Um, I would then communicate with them through the avenues of Ogupasha and um, praying as well, just to get a sense of whether I'm on the right path or not. And surprisingly, I would receive um, confirmations almost instantly as to, yes, continue with what you're doing. Tina, we will let you know if anything should change, but you are on the right path so as to manifest um, this gift that you have. That is incredibly powerful. And I think 
um, an unusual journey, particularly when one is used to spiritual journeys looking a specific way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but like you had said, it was during the time of the pandemic and you needed to find ways to to adapt. Exactly. Um, to, to adapt to, to your calling, but to also adapt to now the purpose that it imposes on you, right? Yeah. Um, and you speak quite passionately and quite openly about Amanda Badala and your guides showing you um, and teaching you further about your tarot deck, right? Mm-hmm. And then teaching you and communicating, um, communicating directly with you. Um, there sometimes tends to be a misconception, Gemma Lamini, in and around Abandu, Abanengulo, um, and the relationship that is possible for them with their ancestors mm-hmm. once they decide not to pursue um, the avenue Yogutwasa and Ugungena Epehlweni. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that? How do you negotiate your relationship? Um, how does one comfortably negotiate their position and their relationship with Abanda Badala if they say, Ugutiazi, I can't do this for whatever reason? So let me first be honest and say to you, even the idea of Ugutiazi for me was just not even something that was in my mind or had planted a seed um, in my mind. Um, the concept to me at the time was very foreign. And, uh, you know, I, I so automatically, as I am going through this journey, it was never, it was never something that was um, a thought in my mind to actually explore and to, to, to feel in the way I would have to go through with it. But I found through my sort of navigation with communicating Nabanda Badala and uh, with, I, I can say I've been very blessed to, 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 to consult with people who, who resonate with, with my intuition, so to speak, or with my inner world. So a lot of the times I would find out in the workbook, you know, Abanda Badala of you, they don't ask in this immediate moment in the Wokbana, but just to embrace and acknowledge whichever way they may approach you. And so it was in those different consultations and those different um, sessions that I would hold with Abanda Badala where I found out in the Wokbana, you know, there may be a time for it to come. It it is very possible in 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 the future for it to to take place, so to speak. But for as long as I am completing and um sort of uh, how can I say, as long as I'm doing what is required of me by their request, um in the meantime, so to speak, there is no need for it. I suppose for Abanyabandu, they don't have the luxury of deciding when and where and how. They just show up and they tell them like it is. I was fortunate enough to have that platform where I could sort of investigate whether it is true immediately or is there sort of a sort of a window period, so to speak, that I can still allow to navigate them, the relationship that we have in the way that I have been doing, which is without the initiation school. And, you know, I think, I think it is quite 
powerful um, for the lack of a better word to be so sure about your position right and I think if you are sent here to do some kind of spiritual work there comes a time where you make decisions or you follow a path that are non-traditional mm-hmm. um, but you but you must be sure in what you are doing because you are following the instruction Yabantubako. So I, I suppose the next question I want to ask you is that the way that you are navigating your spirituality, are you saying that it is on instruction of Abanda Batala and that they have not yet given you the explicit instruction you go to Zenande and Botwasa right now? 100%. Um, I think in the beginning when I was still trying to navigate Nam, what I was going through um, in Gulole, it is busy. I, once get the idea had started to show itself, it was something that can be possible. I was very adamant on nagging them, demanding what is happening, what is the situation. It would, it would literally frustrate me because you know what is expected of you. You sort of don't know how to achieve that. So in the midst of all of that frustration, all of these thoughts come to you, the confusion starts to plant itself as well. And the frustration, you express yourself in frustration to them and not so much from a point of um, asking for guidance. And in myself, expressing myself through that frustration, they had then sort of reassured me that of all the things that are still expected of you to fulfill in, in, in the physical realm, so to speak, Induaso isn't exactly one that is of immediate um in of, of immediate um sort of it's not something that needs to happen very immediately. Yes, so it's not from the get-go. It was it, I was reassured and it was confirmed for me to open. But in the meantime, there are many assignments that are required and expected of you in order to fulfill what is required of you. And then at such a time where we see that you know you are ready or whatever the case may be, then we will sort of ease you into um, getting ready for that part of your life. Mm. Um, I think it is, you know, it is quite, it is quite alarming, obviously, having been on my part and having gone through my journey the way that I went through my journey. Right. Um, when my people came through, it was a here and now kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, it's often a here and now situation and there's not much room um left to to negotiate right mm. um, it's a and we are twasa and and that's it um often i've i've heard the word self initiation being thrown around mm. particularly in and around what you are describing right now in fact i don't want to say in and around what you are describing right now i think it's a, it is a completely separate kind of description and entity but what I'm getting at is that I've heard you know I've heard you speaking you know um, I would think that you know this is what is meant by a kind of self-initiation right you mm. undergo very specific processes that are unique to yourself mm. uh, but with the end goal being that you are 
growing spiritually and you have a, a target mm. on mind or on site. With that said, right, with your knowledge, knowing that you are a person who is journeying towards journeying, if I can put it like that, mm. be comfortable um, with all of the work that you've done spiritually with people referring to you as a Sangoma. And, and if so, why? And if not, why, I suppose? Um, you know, in, in English, but I, I, I feel sort of um, way in over my head, if I can put it that way, because for me, that means uh, as a sort of totally different occupation to what I would hold um so in in this in this in this matter because for me umduanzi they are automatically referring to umdu number one number two they are acknowledging the process in which you have undergone for you to have received that um, acknowledgement which then refers to the initiation school um, I won't say that it does offend me. I, I, I totally don't mind that re- reference at all. But for me, it holds a much higher, much different, much more revered meaning because it 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 it, it kind of separates me from the initiation. Because I, like I said, I have like you have mentioned, Andimondu who has gone through Indwaso. Therefore, it would be unfair for me to sort of um, embrace that type of reference and say yes okay in the sense of knowing I haven't gone through that process of having to be acknowledged in that way wonderful thank you so much um okay so I want to backtrack a little bit into 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 I suppose your most recent utterances right um about your comfortability and also about the level at which you know you haven't done the work or completed the course for you to be called, you know, Isangoma. Um, I think it undercuts the work that Isangoma do when, you know, we just really nearly give the label to anyone. So I will stand here and I will sit in this position and advocate for that strongly. What I will not, you know, um, comfortably accept is the idea that, um, you know, journeying towards journeying is invalid or the idea that, a self kind of initiation is invalid. I think the invalidness of self-initiation, which is rather disturbing, but is is a reality, is that there are people much like yourself, um, Zenandi, who are journeying towards journeying, if I can put it like that, um, but are wearing the, the, I suppose, crown of being Izangoma and are initiating other people comfortably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now you can imagine the kind of danger it puts the initiate themselves, let alone this gobela or what we, we. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. Um, you know, it 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 threatens the legitimacy of bungoma. It threatens the legitimacy of um, the people who are journeying towards journeying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I suppose my my question then would be, how do you make sense? Um, of self-initiation, what kind of boundaries are we looking at in there? What kind of, you know, happenings? What what are we looking for? What are what are we 
in bounds of and what are we out of bounds of? So for me, immediately, having just allowing yourself to take on that responsibility of becoming someone else's initiator, for me, that is just a no-go area. Um, a big no-no, I don't advocate for it. I, I will speak against it until the casket drops. There has to be a clear distinction between self-initiation and initiation itself. I don't feel that, as you are mentioning, as you've said, it's a journey towards journey, which means there are responsibilities that require you to get to that part of undergoing into ASO that you may not necessarily be able to fulfill whilst you are going through the process of self-initiation. That has been something that's been made very clear to me, I will speak for myself, from the get-go. I cannot wake up one day and decide but I will have initiates under me and I will teach them the ways of Ubungoma or spirituality, whatever the case may be, because I don't have the tools, first of all, Second of all, I have not been instructed. I think this point, we, we must establish this point of being instructed to fulfill something that is a, a duty that is expected of you. Until such a time I have been instructed to fulfill a specific duty, I have no, I have no business trying to delve and indulge into that kind of space. Because, you know, with every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. There are consequences to pay for. And unfortunately, once you are implicated in those consequences, it's not just you that then has to pay for them. It, 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 it implicates and it taints you generationally as well, which means then your kids are affected. Your kids, we're speaking about a curse, a never-ending curse on its own. So I think that distinction between being instructed with duties as a self-initiate and being instructed as someone who will eventually become someone who can possibly initiate others, there has to be a distinction between those two. Otherwise, we lose the essence of the journey itself. 100%. I think you've put it quite beautifully and I think you've touched a bit on something that is also quite important is that Unless you are given the instruction to instruct, they, there tends to be, you know, um, a little misunderstanding or a miscommunication until you get the instruction to instruct. Mm -hmm. Much like myself, just because I'm a Sangoma, a registered, trained Sangoma, that does not mean that I am eligible to initiate people. That does not mean I'm eligible to teach people, to initiate people. Um, perhaps it is not even in my journey to be to be the teacher in in the most literal sense like that. Um, and I think it is very important for us, you know, within the journeying, within journeying and the journeying towards journeying, for us to understand um, where it is that we lie and where it is our practices are situated. Can you tell us a little bit more about about your practice as a spiritual healer? Um, what do you do as a spiritual healer? What does it mean to be a spiritual healer apapowe, um, when a person, lay person such as myself comes to you with an issue, for example? Uh, what are the range of, of things that you can cover and that you have learned 
through your journey? Um, okay, so what I what I do in terms of practices outside of the the tarot the tarot readings as well, I offer what is called um, aura cleanses. So if we look at our chakras, chakras are energy points that range from the top of our head to the tips to our our navel to sort of like the area of our belly button. So what I then do is incorporate those energy points in to sort of try and align them back into allowing you to heal any traumas that stand out the most to you that affect you in everyday life. Um, what I also then try and do, because I'm a very big believer that food affects the way in which we can interact and relate, both physically as well as spiritually. So I offer what you may refer to as meal plans, and you know I associate different food groups with the specific energy points that are affected within your body. Um, any other messages sort of that need to be received either from those who have passed or guides that communicate once you have um once you have made it a point to come and uh, consult with me those are messages that i'd also uh, tend to relay um what i also do is offer um sort of like tonics so to speak that um incorporate herbs um, and different foods that you can use. So I, I, I don't want to use the word specialized, but I'm very enthusiastic when it comes to using immunity boosters to alleviate things like um, tension in the body, um, things like blockages that are created by holding stress and frustration in our body. So it's a very, as broad and as varied as it is, I try by all means to take on a quite holistic approach to ensuring that, you know, you get the best for the value that you contribute to the experience that I can offer as well. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, I suppose the last thing I want us to get into is a person listening to your story, you know, um, and it sounds like it resonates with theirs and it sounds like, you know, they may be going through this tough time of trying to discern whether they need to undergo initiation, whether to give into the social pressures of going into initiation or not. Um, what, what affirmation or, you know, suppose words of encouragement could could you offer i don't want to use advice because you know <laughs> um but, but you know under these circumstances um I, I will say something that has that has helped me i will say something that has stuck with me from the beginning and i i genuinely hope in 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 the confusion that anyone may be experiencing what i'm about to say can give them that glimmer of hope and that confirmation to know that in fact this this is true it can happen the way that it is, it is happening and that would be to say that Trust your intuition. Your intuition will never lead you astray. When you are able to listen to that inner voice that tells you and that guides you and that leads you and propels you to places that feel sort of, 
like uncharted territory trust it because it's trying to get you to a point where you can believe that it is possible for you to believe in making something happen outside of what the world expects of you of what the world can tell you to do so your inner world is much more important than what the naked eye can see and once you are able to incorporate your inner world with your physical self you can never go wrong if anything that it, it pleases to see you embrace your inner world and you adapt it to your physical world because then it means to them it shows that you trust them to lead you and to guide you so your intuition always trust it know that it will get you to where you should go and as well when you don't listen to your intuition Again, I will say there are consequences to it. You will feel it, you will see it, you will know it. So always know that your intuition will never lead you astray and everything will unfold just as it should. As long as you allow yourself to be led, you will never walk astray. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Okay, as you have heard from Uzenande Boy, Umadlamini, there are multiple ways of actualizing your calling. What is important is that you are clear as to what you are doing and you are calling what you are doing what it is. And that has been this week's edition of Goko Have I Been Scammed. To share your story, please email us at gokohaveibeenscammed at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, Threads, Twitter, and TikTok under the handle Coco Have I Been Scammed. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on the Sowetan Live website under the podcast tab or on all digital streaming platforms, including Iono FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Coco Have I Been Scammed is a Times Live production, and our producer is Demi Buzo. I have been your host, Koko Zipo Dolamo Tamakwini Togozani Emma Kosini.